Bonsoir, dear friends, and welcome to JCB Live. We hope you're as good as I am because we're going to have an amazing, happy hour. We're going to be with a charismatic, charming, amazing hairstyle, Joe Dell himself. Anchor, radio personality, podcaster, broadcaster, He's done it all, the expert on travel, the experts on wine and food, and many more. So dear friends, please welcome the charismatic, seductive, he's taken, he's married, but there's still a chance, he loves life, Joe Rito! Yes, Joe! Thank you, John Charles. Thank you very much for having me on your, I'm just joking. <laughs> I love your lips. Could you imagine? <laughs> No, I was not talking about those. <laughs> you are horrible. Thank you. Hey, to a beautiful world. Ooh. Mm. A monde. Bon monde. So, Joel is as well bilingual with the French language. Well, I'm bilingual adjacent. <laughs> born in Canada. I am. I'm, I'm born in Ontario, Canada. Spent a lot of time in Niagara, which is the Niagara wine growing region. Uh, sometimes drinking, sometimes getting myself in trouble, but most often just enjoying myself. And I went to school in London, Canada and worked in Stratford. And the whole experience of growing up there was it was just this great foundation for the rest of my life. I mean, not knowing what was going to come next and just saying, wow, I've got these, this great family and all of these great connections and experience on the farm. And well, now I'm in farm country in the Napa Valley. Here we go. <laughs> so you were born and raised in a farm, mm. on a farm. I was born and raised on a hippie farm. Ooh. So my parents decided- Peace and love. You have no idea. <laughs> my parents decided that we needed to move from the city and get some rural living. And so without having any experience, yeah. we moved to this farm and it had a barn. So we got chickens and ducks and geese and a pony and a horse uh, and a bunch of other animals. And um, the chickens turned out to be half roosters, which they had no idea. And the ducks <laughs> dug up all the tulips, of and, course. you know, as they do. But uh, and we had a turkey that died of old age, Pierre. So how did it feel to just be transported into nature? I think that being out there was great because there is this there is this feeling that some parents, I think, have nowadays that they have to be in much more control of their children. And I don't mean that like a controlling person. I mean, making sure they see them at totally all times. Totally agree. And I respect that totally. But where I grew up, it was really like if the, the one light post in the entire town went on, that's when you went home, kind of. Yeah. Like we would just run free and sometimes we'd fall down and break something and then somebody would help us, but there wasn't this feeling. That's right. And this is just, it's a different, if it's a different way, I think. And How does it make you different as Joel Riedel today. I think thanks to this amazing education <laughs> that, you know, dear friends, I've had the same mm -hmm. in a small village of Burgundy, similar to you. Mm -hmm. You know, our parents would say, be home around seven. Whenever. And whenever. Mm -hmm. And we would go home with friends and it would be all cool. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. And we would bring other friends home with us too. And it. There was no, there was no worry. And, and again, I absolutely respect what parents go through these days and I understand it, but we just had that, that way of being. And I think that it, it gave me a trusting feeling, but it yes. also gave me the ability to be a little more self-deprecating. Like my friends would tease me and make fun of me. We would tease one another. I didn't have mom and dad to complain to. And That's you right. just kind of got to stick up for yourself and find out who you are. And How many siblings awesome. did you have? There are five of us. Ooh. Yeah. So I am the second youngest. I see. Mm -hmm. But they're all. And do you think we're going to go back to that kind of more free, um, you know, in some ways, community living where, because it seems that where we are right now in California, people have moved a lot back to Napa, to Sonoma, mm -hmm. left San Francisco. Medicino. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely possible. Mm -hmm. I've met some people who live in Mendocino County who yes. have a very interesting attitude about life. Yeah. I love it. It's sometimes way similar in some ways different to my own. Um, sometimes we get too caught up with things and yes. stuff and it's something that we all live with in our lives. Like I am not going to pretend that I'm not, but I don't know. I think it's really great to be able to rely upon one another. Mm -hmm. And I think these days we are in fact relying upon well one another 
more than we did before. Cooking for each other, yes. making sure that your neighbor, who you may not have spoken with before, you're like, oh, they're a little older than I am. Do you have toilet paper? I mean, it's a random question to ask. <laughs> no, but literally, I asked my neighbor. I was like, how many sheets can I give you? I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to Costco and yeah. Do you want a That's value right. pack? Like, I could kick in 20 bucks toward the cause. Like, life That's is it. good. It's okay. That's right. And thankfully, people have said yes in some yeah. instances, and others have said that's very sweet of you, but have you, you know, have you seen Exploradora down the street? Yeah. She has her little cart. Check in with her. Let's make sure she's okay. And that's So you think positive. this whole thing has brought us closer together? Yes. I, I think it's ways. driven us insane as well, and yeah. I, I respect all of the, you know, parents and children, and, and the, it's just the on and on, but I think that there is has been the ability to check in with one another a little bit more, mm -hmm. feeling more socially responsible toward yes. one another. And even those people who may not be your best and closest, you're like, huh, maybe I'll email such and such or call them because I know they were having difficulties or just in case. And, and in that sense, to come back to your childhood, how, you know, you're an amazing personality. Very easy easy to say. say could Thank we not you. notice that? It's very And you're phenomenal <laughs> on TV, radio, podcast, and all of that. Did that come from your childhood as being able to express yourself in a way that was not confined by your parents and all that? My dad said, uh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a loudspeaker. Uh -huh. Yeah. He gave me a pin that said, Yaki Dada. <laughs> I had a little dinosaur on it, and the dinosaur was talking, and I'm a bit chatty. And I'm but like, you're a great listener at I'm, the same time. I'm the quiet one in the family. Really? Maybe. Well, I've met your mom. So <laughs> now I've met the Dynamo family. Yeah, she's she's pretty amazing. Yeah, she's spectacular. But I um, uh, I think that I think that what they did yes. uh, uh, around us yes. modeled my behavior in the future. So, for example, my mother went to Nicaragua to help out there uh, when there were major political wow. issues and. When she returned, she had no clothes with her because she gave everything away. We visited Cuba as children, and when we left, we returned to Canada with nothing. That's amazing. Because my parents said, you know, there, there are young women who are who are working, and my, my sister was a young woman at the time, and yeah. so all of her you know, bras, etc. My mom's like, we'll buy you new ones. Yeah. Like, we're much better off than some of these other people are, but even though they all love each other and they're all happy, they can't get certain things. And so nowadays, when somebody asks me, will you host this charity event? Yes. And this is one of the things that I'm very fortunate and to I'm do. And I'm so proud of how much you raise Thank each time. Thank you. It's, Such a talent. It's a great time. And people who are in that community, they want to give, as yeah. we all know from the different, from the Sonoma auctions, the Napa auctions, and the smaller auctions yes. that, are, that are school and local and history museums. Everybody wants to give, but you have to be able to like finesse them out of it, finesse them out of it a little bit more, give them what they want, Yes. And sometimes it's just about being smart about what is available. So just negotiating that in advance, not getting people what they need, but you know, just a yes. little like, all right, nobody's going to want to go to X, but everybody wants to go to Y. So let's focus on that and see if we can bring the tourism organization into it and bring ABC7 or iHeartMedia or one of the other media companies. Let's give them value because we're receiving value from these community members to help out those in need. That's and fantastic. That all came from my parents. Yeah. Um, we made but it's it. amazing, those trips. As, yeah. And many, you know, not many, I don't want to make it as a simple thing to do, but mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot in Canada. It's, it's a great thing to do as a family mm -hmm. where you go and help in Central America or, mm -hmm. or Cuba and so forth. Even in Europe, I didn't hear as much of that, mm -hmm. to that magnitude. Mm -hmm. And are you still doing that? down there as well today? Um, I'm not because the culture has changed yeah. a lot and there isn't the need for it in, in that particular region, of course. But my parents are still very involved in a lot of different organizations, uh, working to uh, pull landmines out of countries that had been landmines during the Second World War, yeah. uh, being community members. My mother is on the board of the Canadian Mental Health Association. Um, she works to to bring to light mental yeah. health issues, much like the Staglins do here yeah, for in the sure. Napa Valley. There is a commitment, and you give what you're, well, you give what you can, and, and more it. oftentimes. And what are your key? Philanthropical focus yourself. 
Um, I worked with Leukemia Lymphoma Society for a number of years, and they were really important. Yeah. Um, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus is very yeah. important, and I've been working with them as of late. Mm -hmm. um, I have an affinity for Alliance for AIDS, which is an AIDS-related charity, which yeah. is very good. Still very important because very important. AIDS is still going. It is still going, and and sometimes the focus needs to be on you know surfaces like a project open hand, making That's sure right. those who can't leave the house have meals delivered to them, but not only have meals delivered to them, but have somebody show up and see them. That's it. I mentioned Dora the Explorer. We called Meals on Wheels uh, for this very sweet woman who's about a thousand years old. And she didn't, she could afford her own life, but she needed to be checked in on on a regular basis. Yeah. And Meals on Wheels did that for her. And it was, it was good because somebody would come three days a week, I think it was, and, and be a part of her life. And That's just, right. you know, she hasn't fallen over or whatever. I also got her a little life alert, so that helps. But people need as well friends to talk to, as you just totally. said. Yeah, and it's, it's so those are your three big organization as well. Yeah, but I yes, but, but you're involved as well a lot in farming and yes. back to from well, the farm to the table. Kwesa is a very good example. We yeah. did um, Kwesa put together a, a CSA farm box program, and it was specifically um, dedicated to those employees in restaurants who had lost their jobs. And that's that, very cool. It was a really important thing, and so they were raising money. They were raising money for the CSA. CSA boxes to give to these individuals, yeah. uh, but also helping the farmers because they were buying from these Kwesa sustainable, sorry, the sustainable, um, I'm talking ahead of myself, uh, Center for Urban Outreach. Yeah, it's Talks. a complicated word. But Isn't that funny? Yeah. Here I am doing, I'm like, oh my God, Kwesa, Kwesa, Kwesa. But it's the Center for Sustainable Education about agriculture. Uh, yeah. 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 Which we use believers so in, yeah. in Napa Valley and mm -hmm. Sonoma. This is something we, we big supporters of in, in many ways through Napa Green and sustainable right. farming and all that, we believe. But I, I, and doing those packages were great. Well, and it was fun for me because I could use the contacts that I have in my yeah. current and former media outlets. So I was able to call ABC7, I called KGO Radio, iHeart Media, and Channel 2 that I've never worked for, but I know people who work there, and just said, hey, this is what they're doing. Yeah. Do you have this feel, do you have any feel good moments coming up? Because they're not just supplying food to people in San Francisco, it's a Bay Area thing. Yeah. And this is who they are, even though I can't say their name for the life of me. And it's so important. And then Channel 2 went out of their way, did a whole day of commercial after commercial supporting them. They raised lots of money. Hangar One Distillery in um, in Alameda, they're Great. a fantastic distiller. Megan Schoenfeld saw it, she was like, I want to be a part of it. And so they donated money. Like it's, Great. And all of it goes to the community, which and is- And he takes a fabulous dynamo like you. Or a nosy Parker, who's <laughs> really pushy. Sometimes you need so, a little pushiness, right? Talking about that, mm -hmm. you know, what Maybe made nosy. you as, yeah, so this one represents Beaumont, the beautiful world in mm -hmm. French, as you know. Mm -hmm. You love traveling, you I love exploring traveling. the world. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll come back to this, but talking about that specifically, what made you cross the border and come to the United States? So, I because it's a great immigrant story. <laughs> we love always to say you're from Canada, I'm from France, right. and we're here together. But this is a wonderful nation. Yeah. And even though every nation has its issues, I think it's it's from afar I always saw the excitement, the ability to yes. to say good things, to bring people together. That's what this country is about, to support one another and, and to be able to say, I'm working hard and this is what I want to accomplish. Will you help me, or can you partner with me? These are all good things that aren't that don't necessarily exist in other cultures. That's right. In the same way, and so when I graduated university, I have um, a degree in art history and I have a degree in education. Uh, there weren't any jobs in Canada. This is a long story about you know politics and unions. Um, but my mother got me a job basically in New Zealand, so mm -hmm. I was going to go to yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, close home. <laughs> gonna, yeah, but so I she got. She would only see you once a year. How could she do that? <laughs> but I got. Uh, um, as far as San Francisco, and I had met uh, the late Mr. Burns uh, through my family in Stratford, Canada, which is a so beautiful So tell us town. who Mr. Burns is, because so, uh, what a personality to your friends. <laughs> Mr. Burns uh, is a was a broadcaster. Yeah. He was a fantastic human being, um, a bon vivant. He was on the radio and he raised money for huge causes uh, and really developed alongside the Julia Child, the Robert Mondavis, um, the, the people who are into food, wine, and travel. 
travel and the American palate. And he had a radio show in New York. He had a radio yes. show in Boston, a national radio show. Um, and then when I moved to San Francisco, I actually was visiting him here because he was working at KGO, which is a local radio station. Yeah. And I was his assistant in the beginning and then his producer. Um, and I learned And then you took over the show? Kind of, yeah. 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 Well, I filled in a bunch of times. Yeah. And my uh, boss at the time, Jack Swanson, the first time, I talked about as quickly as I'm talking now, and you but can't. you very clear. You articulate so well. <laughs> well, Jack had said um, you're a really great guy, but I'm not sure you're cut out for this. And so the next time I had to fill in at the last minute, I listened to the pauses, and I listened for the pauses, and I took the advice of Mr. Burns, who said this is not about you. And right now it's about me because John Charles is asking questions. But the reality is. A good radio interview is not about the interviewer. It's about the interviewee. Mm -hmm. And nobody cares how much I know. It's all about getting them to give you the information. I see. And I think that that was such an important lesson because listening is key. And we yes. had these great moments over time where people would, would open up accidentally um, and not say anything terribly scandalous, but make comments you're like, Really? Okay. But Let's I like dive that. deeper into this? Absolutely. And I and I know you would be very good at that. Well And you are very good thank at that. You. <laughs> so you you join him and I, did. and I think it's a great story to share because you learned from him but then you became the master at it. And thank you. And and there was a and there's a great opportunity, obviously, mm -hmm. on, on those topics totally. in Northern California and beyond. And we were able to, I was able to produce programs from France, um, thank you, uh, from London. Maybe three times. Maybe three times. Just, I'm, just, I'm just listening, listening for the sound of my side. No. <laughs> Baccarat in this instance. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Baccarat. Um, Yes, so we've been able to. We had been able to go around the world yeah. with that program, but I also produced a political program for him, uh, and I did that show on iHeartMedia with my colleague Corey, and it was the Corey and Joel show, and we did political topics. That's right. Um, which was so interesting and juicy for me because whether it was an election issue or you would have a lot of fun right now. Oh, you yeah, absolutely like, it, and, and you have. And you have to be respectful of people, but at the same time, you have to be willing to give your opinion and why. And if you don't back up what you believe, that's it. Yeah. Or you have to say, this opinion might sound really vapid, and I don't have anything to back it up, but A, B, and C. And then people are like, okay, well, at least he's honest, right? Yes. But that for me was an opportunity to to get involved in local issues and national issues, and and meet interesting people, uh, the mayor and more mayors and Nancy Pelosi and you yeah. know Bernie Frank and. Um, Bernie Frank. Sorry, not Bernie Frank. See? My, my mind sometimes. All those goes, people. All those people. Yeah, but this is great. So you think of doing more radio? Yes, absolutely. You like yeah. podcasts as well. I like I like. So tell us about your podcast. Well, I, it's very similar to radio in that it's a, it's a shorter format, though. Yeah. You know, 10 minute here, you bring your equipment, you get to know somebody. Yes. It's a little less going currently, but it's there's much, there's a big future in it as well that, that I'm working toward. But I also really love taking a show on the road. That's right. And we, I've been interviewed, sorry, I've interviewed you. Uh, in, many from, times. Yeah, many times, but yeah. but from Copia, and we had this great time, and it was the Festival del Sole, Festival Napa Valley, with right. music, people, like all of these things together, and, and you get to connect those dots and mm -hmm. say, wait, you're in this business, but you really love this business. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting in some random movie theater with Augustine and Valeria Huneas drinking yeah. way too much wine and watching a movie. I'm like, how is this happening? <laughs> you know, or, you know, insert a fantastic winemaker from Napa, Sonoma, beyond right. here because because they're people. Yeah. And that's part of what I hope we get to impart. You're like, yes, there's a big name over the door, but the reality is that person is. They're farming the dirt. Yes. And, and you get these funny stories about pot growing on the mountain above St. Helena and which famous winemaker may or may not have been called by the whatever. But like those, or great artists and art collectors. You like investigating in stories yes, as well, doing the research? I do. I do. You, you feel at heart of journalists too? I think we have to appreciate what we're talking about. Yes. We have to understand it. Um, I have a lot of really smart colleagues who sometimes read prompters, which is 
which yes. is important because it's a skill that I don't particularly have because I'm always going off topic. But I think that having the background is important and it's exciting. It's delicious. That's right. And you just you're like, where is this from? And then you find out that, you know, oh, well, well, lots of the, not all of them, but lots of the vinifera in New Zealand is grown on Wente Clonstock. I'm like, oh my God, I've met Carl Wente. Like, yes. this is so random. But I mean, it wasn't his vines, it was his family's vines, but those, Still, you know, the exactly. international participation. So what, what, where have you seen food and wine evolve? Because that's one of your favorite topics. Oh, absolutely. So let's go yeah. a little bit in this world of, of food specifically that mm. is really so close to your heart. Where do you see food today versus yesterday? Mm. And where do you think it's going? Yesterday, I saw food as being a little more complicated than it needed to be, okay. perhaps. That was, uh, there was that time in this world, yes. and, and it wasn't that long ago that that That's happened. right. And then there was a bit of a time where food became really, the, the word would be precious. And I think you have to respect what's on the plate, but also know that it's also food. And with with wine it's like the expression relax it's only grape juice mm -hmm. i mean it's spectacular That's grape true. juice but but we, we have to pull it in and say where is it from what's the, what's the terroir and and when you eat people will say you know, why is it when i go to italy and i drink chianti and i eat it yeah. this food in tuscany and it's all together i'm like because the wine was grown in the same dirt as the vegetables and the farmers know each other and sure they may throw pitchforks at each other sometimes but they do love each other because, the sense of place yes, the sense of proximity which is what we have here in the napa valley yeah. i mean when you have when you have dinner at, at bistro gentil or when you have dinner at red in, in here in yonville or you have some gorgeous meal at the french laundry you know that connie green who who is one of the purveyors yeah. is the person who forages for these mushrooms that's right and, and you know that some of these you know the petit oiseau there the little birds are grown or raised yeah. at and they're all all here in some parts of the Napa Valley or Lake County, Sonoma, and they're together. And this is where the fruit is grown to create these beautiful wines, or at least the wines that were produced here. Yes. And that is, that's the sort of the marriage of the future on the way. And I think our current- That's an exciting future. That's the future I sign up for. Thank you, I think so. Yes, and you then- think so? I do, I believe so, because I believe that now that we are cooking more, more at home, yes. and even if we're bringing things home and putting them together because there are these great restaurant meals that yes. chefs have put together or just bringing away takeaway you're being really mindful and thoughtful and you say oh aquarello i have this gorgeous meal from this fabulous restaurant in yeah. sacramento street in cal in san francisco we love it too we love it it's of so gorgeous but you bring it home and you plate it and even the act of plating it is it's an act of love but it's also an act of wow suzette gresham and her team worked very hard on this. Yeah. And and you're not just sitting in a restaurant with lots of other people being in this glorious atmosphere. You're at home and you're saying, this is something that has worked so well together. You made me salivate here. It's so good. We're gonna go there. It's so but good. Your husband is an amazing chef as yes. well. I remember the last party I came to your house. <laughs> Insane. Thank you. 24 guests around the dining room <laughs> table and it was a cassoulet. Mm. He made buff bourguignon. A uh, buff bourguignon, forgive he made, me. He made Julia Child. That time was Julia Child buff bourguignon. Yes, definitely. That was, he was so excited. That night was insane. <laughs> and I thought, I didn't eat for two days later because yeah. it was so incredible. I Thank went you. three times for Thank it. you so much. But yeah. now, do you see that really happening? What's, obviously we've left set, seven months more or less of home confinement, mm -hmm. which is, many of us call it five-star confinement because yeah. We cook well, mm -hmm. we enjoy good food. We, what do you think has happened to you know American realization now? Do you think, as a Canadian, mm -hmm. you spent a lot of time at the dinner table with yes, your siblings? absolutely. It was imperative every morning, every afternoon. My dad made his breakfast That's every right. morning. It was, I'm slamming the table. I'm, I can't believe how passionate I am. Yeah. Hot breakfast yes. before we left the house. And it's cold in Canada in the wintertime. Right. And there I am with my little mohawk running out the door, yeah. hair still wet and freezing, and the bus driver is honking. See, he's like, mohawk. oh yeah. It's good. Can, do you was, color it sometimes? I, I was a very colorful child. <laughs> yes, a very colorful child. But then uh, we, we, and we were, we were full. Yes. We went to school with a full belly and we were very, very fortunate. Yes. And not everybody grew up like that, but we had that. Yes. And then we would come home and we would have to, you know, fix the table and, and you know, and all this. Sit down at dinner and have Ab discussions. Absolutely. So you think from an observant as well, I mean, you're American mm -hmm. as well as Canadian. Mm -hmm. So you're part of the culture very much here. Do you feel now we've, 
we we back to the dinner table. We back to home cooking. Do you think it's going to stay for a long time? I'd like to say that, and I think that we each of us and those people who are listening, we each have our own outlook. So yes. you have two young children, yes. and you have a home life, and that's wonderful, and you can share together. Um, I have friends who are single, and yeah. they're doing a lot of cooking at home, and they're like. I'm ready to go crazy. Yeah. And um, we ha we have outdoor dinner parties with them, yeah. just to, just a few at a time. We're being very very careful. Um, but but you, I, you you you're very big at receiving at home yourself. Yes, we're you very, always have. We're very big. We're very big on. We even got an outdoor dining table so that we, with you know the crystal and the, yeah. the everything we of could course. do because I love that feeling. We've seen pictures together. on Joel Riddle, <laughs> Instagram and Facebook, dear friends. You're gonna that, watch him. He's amazing. That is true. I judged the. Lamb Jam, which is the American Lamb Board, several years in a row, and this year we didn't do the Lamb Jam, so um, each of the judges got a uh, ground lamb and we did our own lamb burgers. And so uh, that was one of the things I got to do was this like lamb cook-off burger, yeah. whatever. And I'm like, I don't need to win or a prize. This is all about playing along, right? Like we're That's not, it. With, with home chefs or with, um, which I am, but with restaurant chefs and home chefs who really work on those contests, they get a big prize. But I was like, I, I don't just, like I'll just cook it. I'm like it's okay. I don't need anything. But um, back to the dinner table. Yeah, and so people are back to that now. Yeah. Yes, they're back to cooking together. I think there will be more hosting once when everything changes. But I would love to think that people will say, "All right, even though I've spent a lot of times time with my kids over these yeah. past few months, um, those times are so precious. And even if it can be frustrating every once in a while, we want to hold on to it. And I think that children." And again, I don't have any, but children will yeah. really latch onto the fact that they will have been able to experience more time with their parents. Yes. And that's a really positive thing. I, I believe so and as well. They're, they're loved and they're, they're, they're with each other. And then, you know, then they have, you know, their friends on Instagram, whatever, or TikTok. Um, but that's something that I hope will stay. So you have zillions of friends in the restaurant world. I'm very fortunate, yes. All the chefs and everything else. You write about it. You talk about it. You, you, you do radio programs on it. What is your view of the future of, of restaurant in the U.S. And, and the different reinvention of the positioning of restaurant in general? Well, if I, any, maybe you think it's going to go back to the same. No, it definitely. I don't think it will. I'm a little, yeah. I, I have moments of terror yeah. because I know what small margins restaurants work on. That's right. Um, and, and all of those wineries that, that supply restaurants generally, there's an issue there as well. Yes. Like this, this is a whole ecosystem that has changed considerably. Those restaurants that are in places like Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley, yeah. other tourist destinations that also service their own communities they're having a difficult time and my sincere hope is that that they will be able to open up fully that that things will come back before serious damage is done um, on a macrocosm respects I think that the celebrity chef thing is sort of drifting away it is I believe so and I oh. don't mean that I don't like the Tom Colicuas of the world because I do and I think those kinds of individuals kinds that's a wrong expression but those people who have been figureheads yes. they've worked really hard like the Jose Andreas to yeah. support the community so I think that this is a role that has developed for them and that they said alright like we're standing up for everybody who was part of our world before this happened yes. and we want to continue but I, I don't think it'll be as pedestal as it would have been before mm. I'd like to see that or I would hope for that because they're people yeah. and they have restaurant staff who are their family and they've they've all seen people go without or or needed to support them so that's my sincere hope um and do you, do you feel we're going to have as much fine dining as we used to or is the world going to become a little more casual and family style i think this change happened um about a year ago or yeah. started maybe even two years ago oh, i see and i believe that that the banus the french laundry and others unfortunately that have lost that we've lost in the valley um they will continue at the upper echelon and it, in upper echelon i mean they will continue with the best food and the best service and they yes. will have the most exciting wine lists and they will have it will be a sense of place yeah but on a Tuesday night, people don't do that unless they're celebrating something, That's it. generally speaking. So I think that there will be more of a more casual, mm -hmm. that they will rise. We also have a difference in how much it costs here. Yeah. I know in San Francisco, and you probably feel this the same way in Napa, 
It's expensive to live. You have That's to pay right. your team a lot in order to keep them. That's right. And if you can't with the margins, you have to go back to a more casual style. That's it's it. Casual and delicious, casual and healthful, but less of the table service and more of the... That's what we keep hearing is, mm -hmm. is maybe that more casual evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, you've done I travels. That. I should have asked you that. Question. All around the world. So what is your favorite place to go? As we're tasting again, and you need to tell me what you think of this. Sustainable, very, organic, very Chardonnay, Cinema Coast, Evoluna, the evolution of the moon. Evoluna. And Would I, you want to go to the moon? I, <laughs> uh, my lovely wife does not understand why my dream is to go to space. Mm. She says it's the crazy. The space is different than the moon, though. Yes. No, I want to go to the Virgin moon. Galactic. Yeah, yes. like I will do that, too. I think that sounds a lot of fun. I want Absolutely. to do them all. Yeah. Totally. Moon, Mars, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. You Are know. you attracted by space in general? Yeah. My, or you like the Earth? My husband loves sci-fi. Yeah. And I guess I like it. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't. I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that like we're the only beings on Earth, and the the, the sort of the esoteric comments that yes. people make. I'm like, you know what? Fine. You you believe that? That's good. I think we should all be able to believe what's positive in our world and beyond. I think that that's fine, but I don't know that I think there's other lives. Sure. For sure. Why, why not? Yeah. Right? Why not? I'm asking Botticelli, do you mm -hmm. think so? And these beautiful women and this yes. beautiful artwork and this beautiful world. And there's another world for sure. And you, you asked where I love to travel and where I like to travel. And I think that we're always finding new places, new exciting destinations, yeah. even though I love the ones that we've been to before. Like I love Florence and we have a friend with a place in Lucca and we will definitely go to Lucca soon. So Italy is a great place. Italy is a great place, yeah. absolutely. But I love the excitement of going places like Peru and Machu Picchu mm -hmm. and, and uh, eating some gorgeous meals at uh, Asfredi Gaston in Lima yeah. or, or going down to Francis Malman's place, you know, in, in um, Argentina and being able to taste the culture cultural foods of those areas, or just some, I was going to say stupid, but that's unfair, just some innocuous stall at a market in Uruguay, yeah. where you're like, sure, I'll eat every single piece of the cow, is it? Like, I don't know, but it's great. And last time we were there, there was there was Black River caviar, and then there was all this great meat, and we're behind the churrasco. Culture is food, and, oh, right? It's gorgeous. And knowing civilization and different cultures is food. Mm -hmm. So what, to all our friends, mm -hmm. as people start to travel again, yes. where would you recommend to travel? As one of the most amazing, because you've had I've had very fortunate experiences. A show, Dine Out, mm -hmm. of course, Dine yeah. Around. Mm -hmm. But you've done shows all around. We have. On food mm -hmm. and culture and exceptional things around the world. So what's your... I think I think there are a couple of different travel concepts. There's like the bucket list travel, which yeah. I was never really a fan of before I started doing bucket list kind of items. And then I was like, wait a minute, I clammed Wayana Pichu and Machu Pichu. You did? You could, yeah, you could say that's bucket list. It was well, awesome. Sure. At like five o'clock in the morning and I was out of breath <laughs> and I'm sweating like crazy and I get to the top, I'm like, I did that. Good for you. Like, that's cool. Or did you feel the energy? Oh my God, I felt the energy. It's insane. And we were. It's one of the highest energistic point on the planet. It's it's a reason why we all attracted and polarized by it, right? And I think sometimes we as individuals will see a monument that people talk about, and we're like, eh, it's not so big. Yeah. But like Machu Picchu yeah. is is the Niagara Falls yeah. like of my adulthood. When I was a kid, I grew up in Niagara. We would go to the falls. It's not in France, Niagara Falls. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I just got to tease those Canadians. Yeah. You know, we pull it back to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's exactly the same feeling. It's, it is. Uh, you, you're drawn to it, and you get there, and you're sitting on top of Wayana Picchu, which yeah. overlooks Machu Picchu. And you really say to yourself, okay, I'm a very fortunate person. I really get this. And then there were students from Peru yeah. on our trip who were there at Machu Picchu. And our guide explained to us that this is one of the places that they go as children. And it's a really special experience because not everybody can get there. Yeah, right. And it's the feeling grateful for that too. Yeah. It's the feeling grateful for being well, able so to thank you. No, so... South so America, big yes, deal. Big deal. Yeah. Where, where else would you recommend people to find maybe an experience which is your your foretaste to identify food, uh -huh. uniqueness, culture, wine, the whole ensemble? 
So I usually look to something like the Relais and Chateau or the yeah. Belmont or yeah. some group with smaller properties. Homeless shelters kind. Yeah. Homeless shelters, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but they have these they have these properties that are really bespoke. Yeah, of course. And, and if you're if you're going somewhere it sounds like I'm totally a feat. You don't have to say, say it a place like that. I promise you. I promise you. But there are there are yeah, great deals. But they're can, amazing. They're amazing. Which countries I think is the most exciting right now to go to? I think where I would go next. I mentioned Italy. Yeah. What would be exciting is to go to uh, Uruguay and to to do the Galapagos Islands. Mm -hmm. That's something that's been. Um, I just said Uruguay, and it's not Uruguay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, further south. <laughs> I see. I'm such an expert on food, wine, and travel. I can't even get the country right. But uh, well, that's okay. We we roughly knew where meats on one side of the coast, fish on the other side of the coast. Yeah. But I would do like a Silver Seas cruise. Yeah. They have this brand new ship, which is the Explore. The Explorer. I think it's the Explorer. Anyway, they have this brand new ship, which is really cool. And and um, and you go to the islands and you have a guide and it's very small. There are only a hundred people on board. And I would do that definitely. But you don't have to do the sort of, you know, bobble around. You can do something like go on a biking tour. And there are these great organizations that do that. If you're super fit and you like to like, eat a really delicious meal at a Guide Michelin two, three star restaurant. And then, you know, the next day you bike most of the day and then you shower, of course, and you stay in a beautiful place. And then you go and have another big meal and in your mind, you're like, well, I can afford this because I've just right. you know, done all of this exercise. And you can do that through the South of France. And, and people are fascinated with those things. So we got to listen to your show more. Okay. Yes. And you got to be back and follow me. Absolutely. I always. Yes. So now, mm -hmm. do you believe in destiny? I think so. Yes. I so you're going to have to finish that little. I know it's not too hard for you. So now, have you played tarot cards ever? I have played tarot cards. I have. Look at that. This is a wine named Tarot. That's beautiful. Napa Valley. Okay. 26 cards, 26 arcana. Mm -hmm. And this is one that really represents a very unique card mm -hmm. as far as where you see the future. Really? Where do you see your future? How do you see the next great thing you're going to do? Hmm. That's a really difficult. Or maybe question. what's your dream? Well, I I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot uh, of dreams, and I have are you really wishing to share some? Um, yes, of course. And I'm just trying to think of what what the next big hope is because we're all so focused on on the sort of the excitement that will happen when we sort of roll into something new. Yes. But I really believe in being able to get out and travel more. And I think what I'll probably do is write more for a far magazine and yes. a few other magazines and do some of these experiential trips, which is what the next big thing is. So it's not simply, you know, going on the Four Seasons private jet and going around the world, which would totally be a bucket list item. Yeah. But it's um, choosing a number of destinations and having that experience, whether it's on a boat or a small ship or or being on, on just like a river river boat in France or something like that. So you can stop and stay and eat and enjoy and That's be a right. part of that. So I think my dreams have to do with, with continuing to have a good time and, and a thoughtful time yes. and hopefully doing more good in the world because we all well, try you, to do you, good. You, you're doing a big part to it. Thank you. That's Thanks. what I love. And you love Napa Valley. So we had to- I love Napa Valley. To continue and finalize our fabulous time together mm -hmm. with Napa Valley. What, what attracted you to Napa so much since day one? Because we've had great times together yes, here in Napa. Um, my, I think it was my very first experience was at Trevigny restaurant. I was visiting here and I ate far too much and the person who was the busboy at the time had to drive the car to the El Bonita Inn for us. <laughs> and well, which is not far, it's almost across the street. Uh, true, but I was fortunate enough to understand the concept that I was like, oh, no, 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 no more, no, 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 no more. And then I was like, all right, I, I'm just gonna take a cab home because this is just not gonna happen. And they were very kind. So what attracted me to the Napa Valley really was all of the stories yeah. that I heard as a child. and and. I know that Falcon Crest doesn't exist, but we would watch that television show when I was little and, and we would dream of, you know, the Napa Valley. And then we would meet vintners or in the Canadian stores, we would see uh, different bottles on the shelves, the Robert Manzavi Winery or the Charles Krug Winery and, and things that would come to Canada. And then the support that was given. Yes. And a lot of these 
really good families would do things in other regions. And so we had this, um, we had a music festival that was supported by one of the families here yes. in Toronto and those sorts of things. So I always had this affinity. And then because of the, because of Mr. Burns, I was actually able to come one time and have this fabulous dinner. And I was, well, I won't even tell you how old I was, but I was wearing borrowed cufflinks at the time because I bought a French cuff shirt not knowing. And I was like, okay. A lot of style. A lot of style. So at the table was Chef Thomas Keller. Um, the the owner of Wynn was there. There were winemakers. And I didn't know who any of these people were, which is the best thing for me yes, ever. Because course. I was like, whatever, this, whatever, that, crawling under the table when I dropped my fork. I'm like, it was <laughs> super gauche. But at that meal, um, the Mr. Mondavi, Robert Mondavi, was very kind to me. And so was his wife, Margaret. And it was the first experience I had of being welcomed yes. here. And that experience experience has happened many times. We are at uh, Catherine and Craig Hall's opening and a colleague of mine who's a writer, she showed up early. She had her young son and his friend with her and she was like, I'm only going to stay a second because, you know, I know this is a fancy event, but I didn't have any childcare. And Catherine Hall said, please, children, please stay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And the kids were running around and she's like, it's outside. It's okay. And in my mind, I was like, this is the welcoming spirit that I've That's seen it. over and over and over again from people with big wineries and small wineries from all over the place. And it's just this like, okay, like we're, we're hospitality. And, and, and I, I love that burger contests and, and wandering the vines. And What's the most fun shoes. memory you've had here in Napa Valley? The most exciting thing you've lived. Um, the most wild things. There as are. we drink it. <laughs> By the way, as I asked that question, what do you think of this wine? How would you describe it? There is a dark fruit on the under palate that is, I think, works with the Napa Valley concept. There is a denseness to it. Um, there is a, there is a, it is delicious in a way that it has the round palate feel and there's a velvetiness to it. And mm. I think that this wine would, would actually age quite well for decades and it would change over time. Absolutely. And I think when we look back at things, we'll say, you know, today is this what we did and we, we talked about red lips and gorgeous things in the Napa Valley, but in 20 years from now or 25 or 30 years from now, we'll remember that time when, when there weren't any people on the streets of Yonville and, and you had those little moments of, Soon, not today, but soon. And I love that. It's a sense of place. Yeah, I fully agree. So the so most I had, moment I have I had a lot of really weird and wonderful moments. So I had a great moment at a restaurant here in Yonville called Chicho. Yeah. Um, I picked <laughs> up Mrs. Mandavi, I picked up Margaret at her house, and we were gonna go for pizza. So we drove over to Chicho, which does not take reservations. And I was a little nervous because she, I, she's not one to stand around at the door. It just like, let's be clear. So we walked in <laughs> and the, the owner of the restaurant smiled and said, oh, Margaret, welcome. It's so nice to see you. And I was a little like, oh no, what's gonna happen? And he said, we heard you were coming, but Francis took your table. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. So two minutes later, we sit at another table, like a hot second, absolutely. The Chapelets are in one corner. And then the people who own Valentine uh, Humeras, hum, Huneas, yeah. not Huneas, the people who own the, um, the olive, sorry, the, the grapeseed oil company, uh, oh, yeah. Valentine, Valentine, Valentine yeah. lovely, lovely man. They yeah. were at another table and Margaret pulls out this bottle of 1976 Robert Mondavi wine and she opens it up and, the, 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 and there are all these like looks from around the room and it just turned into a party. People were <laughs> chatting with each other and it was only one bottle of wine, but like there were tastes and you know, Molly, uh, the, the Chapelets were like, hey, and anyway, it was just, I felt really like I was in the know and, and it was just, Lovely, absolutely lovely. And, and that's what Napa Valley is all about. Totally Napa Valley, absolutely. And, and I love those moments. I've, um, I did have a random experience at the Robert Mondavi Winery um, shortly after Mr. Mondavi sadly had passed away. And I arrived with Margaret and there was a Latin band playing and it was gorgeous and fun. And then we did a sort of a lap around and I, I put her back, didn't put her, but I walked her to her car and she got in her car with her little dog and we said goodbye, all was good. And about three minutes later, my cell phone rang and one of the people who were at the party was said, um, everybody thinks you're Mrs. Mondavi's chippy. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, well, you know, not the people who live here, but they're like all of these visitors. And they're like, who is she with? Is that her grandson? No, it's not. 
oh my god, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and we've all thought that for a while. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was... I mean, That's a funny story. It was, yeah. Um, Joel Peterson once went around room, the yeah. Joel Peterson who formerly owned Ravenswood Winery right. and now has, has um, Once in Futures, lovely man. Yes. Uh, he got bored at an event and started asking people if they knew me at the other side of the room. So people thought I was somebody other than I was. And they're all like, oh, it's so nice. We've heard so much about you. And Zalma Long was sitting at the table and she's like, she's a fabulous winemaker. And, yeah. and Zalma looks, she's like, Joel, like you're, I'm like, yeah. I, she's like, why are people talking about you? I'm like, I have no idea. And two personalities. Peterson was like, this is hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the other Joel. But um, it is a fascinating city. Yeah. And whether it's a town, area, region. Yeah, that's whether so it's, small. You know, at the gorgeous auction Napa Valley, or or something that's that's smaller and and more intimate, and yet still very very important. V Foundation. There are all of these events yes. that come up and support the different causes and. And, and there's generosity here, and That's I right. see that every day. Whether it's me getting uh, thrown in a pool or whatever. Oh, I at the Bartizono Hotel, I was convinced that I knew somebody, and I'm sitting at the pool, lying there in my bathing suit, and it's over um, a Festival Napa Valley weekend, and blah blah blah. I'm like, I know him, I know him, and my husband's like, Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. And I'm like, Come on, I totally know that person. He's like, Don't say hi. You don't know that person. Turns out he was an underwear model for Calvin Klein, and I don't know. And you knew him. him. <laughs> <laughs> you see, relationship can go far and I deep. said hi. I was and like, can be hidden sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. You, you're really gonna look deep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think this is. We just we have to take that leap. Yeah. That's and, right. and even if you embarrass yourself, you're not you're really advised. embarrassing yourself because you're the only one who gets embarrassed. That's so it. Why the heck? So now, Joel, you've mm. done so many great things. Thank you. Uh, you're working on many new projects. Is there one you want to share, just without telling us too much, mm. but something that is coming up so as everybody will follow you now, <laughs> if they're not already, now they're going to follow you for your next thing. So I'm working with a couple of media outlets on a, yes. on a concept that I have that I yeah. hope continues this next evolution um, of being part of this food, wine, and travel movement. I think that... I bet you it's going to be pulley well, sexy. I think we all need that, yes. that, that sort of the indication of the next now. And even yes. though I am not the next now, showing that, being able to say, hey, what about, or you can do, or, you know, and then the little stories that come up with it. It's like the, you know, bribing the people at the Uffizi to get in early. You're like, look, I spent how many thousands of dollars getting here? What's another 50 euros? Yeah. Like, let's do this, right? Let's do the travel hacks. Let's yeah. do the travel fun. Let's let's enjoy it. Or, or when your luggage gets lost, don't say, oh my gosh, my luggage is lost. You go, go to buy the shop <laughs> and buy some clothes. Buy some clothes because we've got a... Hey, look at this wardrobe. He got it all at Senses next door. He came naked. I did, yes. I no, did. he came in an underwear like the model <laughs> at Bartosona. <laughs> <laughs> But tell us, so there's, when is it going to be launching soon? Um, it's on the way. So it's something that cool. we're really working hard on. And that's very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And, and so I'm looking to that. And that's, it's another way to ex express of myself course, and, and bring what we get to do in and really highlight and showcase what's going on around the world. And that's the delicious part, I think. Yes. We all want to travel. We all want to see new things. And even though um, travel doesn't necessarily have to mean like going overseas, although that's fun, but it can mean coming to the Napa Valley. And so much in the US yes. see. oh my gosh and there yeah. are so many places that we don't think of as often as we should and you say yeah. what about Austin it's yeah. an amazing place you can find things to do in Iowa you can find things to do in places and as you said just from your car from San Francisco mm -hmm. there's so much to see all around yeah. even for the weekend Yeah. so now mm -hmm. what would be a message you want to send to all the people that are listening and with us today Because what a personality. We're so lucky that we finally <laughs> captured him to come to Yonville in person, which is a big deal. I really want to raise my glass to that. Thank you so for much. coming in person. Thank you. And you're so much full of phenomenal ideas. You're so vibrant on the radio, Thank on the you. podcast, on TV, Thank on, you. On, on all the things you do. Well, and you're amazing too. 
I'm you're, learning. You're, I'm you're learning. amazing, Miss. We've Ren- had the pleasure to meet. Yes. A few years ago now. Can I tell the story? Absolutely. Okay, so I was with Mr. Burns. We were on our way to an event. Blah blah blah. Life was good. Life was fun. I walk into Deloche Winery, and there is a handsome gentleman in his underwear stomping grapes, and I was like. Was I with Dan Aykroyd? You were with Dan Aykroyd, yeah. That's right. Dan Aykroyd was wearing a t-shirt, which is fine. And he was stomping grapes alongside you. Well, he was hiding his stomach, but he was naked under, just (laughs) for the true story. And I was showing my stomach and wearing a swimming suit. You were wearing a swimming suit. A silk boxer short. It was great. It was absolutely great. And that was the beginning of a very hilarious day, lunch. it It was lovely. And then, like two days later, I was driving down Sacramento Street, honked my horn wildly, pulled over, jumped out to say hi, and I think I scared you. <laughs> you were just like, uh, I'm like, Joelle! And you're like, oh my god, Joelle, it's so nice to see you! And it was it was great because that, um, that your personality came through in a, in a way that that your wines bring forward as well. It's it's a it's a delight. It's exciting. It's it's whispered about. Like it's that. Thank you. you know, it's great, and it's and it's really, and it's good as well. And Just, dear friends, we've been friends for over fifteen years. How was that fifteen years? Yeah, ago? it was fifteen years ago, and I. We recently talked to Dan and he's doing great. Oh, and you know, his beautiful vodka is doing well. He still has a big wine cellar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a like, great, phenomenal. Didn't we have fun? A, we had a great time. We had so much fun. It was a good Hey, lunch. Dan. Yes. Maybe we'll, Hi, Dan. we'll send him a, a resume of our wonderful interview together. Oh, we, could, we could do that. Or we could, we could just drink some of his wonderful vodka. That's it. The next time, you know, we'll invite him over too. For sure. Yeah. So, Joel, share yes, a big message to everyone because I, I have so much to, to advise as well. I think uh, I have been very, very fortunate to meet some interesting people over the, over the years. And, and oftentimes it is a, it's a coincidence. I'm at the right table at the right time. And, it, and you, you have to take advantage of it. And I mean that in, in the most positive way. You have to say thank you to those people who invited you. You have to say nice to meet you to those people that you enjoyed your time with. Write them a note. Make those little things. Send them a photograph of the night or whatever. And and I think that that will tie you going forward. And and it's truly it it's oftentimes why I've been able to do certain things. Yes. I've been able to um, organize charity trips to Italy, not because I'm me, because I'm not, but because... Um, because well, literally, you are you. Well, no, 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 <laughs> but you, you establish, I think I think it's yeah. about establishing relationships, and I think that, that that building over time will really help each and every one of us. You know, and don't dismiss anybody. You never know who anybody is. One day, I was yeah. doing dinner at, uh, we did a fundraising event for the um, a James Beard Foundation at Le Toque Restaurant. Somebody showed up with an extra person, was willing to pay $10,000 for the tasting, I became the waiter. And so I poured wine and it was good and it was fun and I love Ken Frank and I love the fact that he donated all sorts of time and money and food, like it's, he's a sensational human. But you never know who's standing behind you. And so I think that we all need to treat one another that way, whether it's the person who is, is working so hard in our vineyard um, or, or who has you know, flown in because they're doing a stage at a restaurant. You never know who anybody is. So we should all treat one another with respect. And, and it shows and it works and it helps. And I sound like a freaking advertisement for Hallmark, but I, I, really, <laughs> it's, but I really believe it because we treat one another well and then others will treat each other well. So that's maybe right. that's my big message. Be good to one another. Dear friends, wise and wild, Joel Riddle, 